As you grab your copy of God's Word, why don't you join me in the 19th chapter of John. 19th chapter of John and the 30th verse is where our message for the morning is coming from. And just as you're doing that, would you just go ahead and praise God for our kids' ministry? Help me praise God for them. And let me commend all you parents uh, and volunteers. It all matters. And I'm so, so grateful that God has blessed our kids' ministry with such dedicated parents who are willing to participate in what God is doing in this place. Our message is coming from the 19th chapter, 19th chapter of John and the 30th verse. If you've been with us in the series, we've been looking and learning from the seven statements of Christ from the cross. Today, we are at the sixth statement, and God's word says, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus said, it is finished. This is a word of triumph. Would you bow your heads with me? God, there's no one like you. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. And we come before you thanking you for all of your goodness. Now we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would direct our thoughts and attention to your word, that you would make our minds and hearts a receptive soil for the seed of your word, and that your word might take root in our lives, that we might bear fruit for your glory is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Stephen Akari was a marathon runner. In fact, he was selected by his country, Tanzania, to represent them in the 68 Olympic Games. When he began his race, it began pretty well. Doug, you might know his story. He was running with all that he had and uh, had a, a sizable lead. But then something happened during the race. He took a fall that dislocated his knee and injured his shoulder and his his head. And there on the side of the track, uh, Dr. Al, he starts to bandage his wounds. But the surprise of many, he then got back up, limping and hobbling on the very track that he had fallen. And he continued his race. Run after run after run across the finish line and, and no one saw Stephen. They they didn't see him even in the distance. But after some time, there came a runner, bruised, battered, and broken, and he ran his way to the finish line. There were no crowds to cheer him on, but he ran his way to his finish line. There was a a reporter, not far from him, was packing up their things, and they went to him, and they, they began to inquire why he continued running. Why would you continue running when you had a perfectly good explanation to stop? Therese, he said, my country did not fly me 5,000 miles to start the race. My country flew me 5,000 miles to finish the race. That's an epic finish. And we have so many great finishes uh, in our our lifetime. If we pay attention to history, there there are a lot of great finishes. There are a lot of great finishes in speeches and in in arts and in music and in movies. There are great finishes, but the greatest finish, the greatest finish of all is the finish that we see on Calvary's cross, where our Savior declared, it is finished. It is finished. That's 
That's what he says. This word is actually translated from one Greek word, telestai. And it's a Greek word that means it's been paid in full. This, this word is, has a deep, deep meaning as it relates to the declaration that Jesus makes. In fact, oftentimes, the debt collectors in Jesus' day would use this word when clients would fulfill their obligation and pay their debt. Uh, you know, the, the loan sharks, the, um, the quicken loan things on the corners. In Jesus' day, they, they, would, they would collect, and when they collect, they would then write on the, on the, on the receipt, if you would, or the papyrus in that day, telestai, paid in full. Oftentimes, it's also used by, by workers in Jesus' time when they were working in the field or working for an employer, and they completed the assignment or completed the task. Then they would go to their employer, and they would say, telestai, I, I've done the work that you have assigned for me to do. When... Jesus uses this word. When he declares it from the cross, every Jew in the place would have leaned in because they know this word. They, they know this word because this is uh, the, the word that was used in the Hebrew vernacular when it, was, when it was in Hebrew of the high priest. For when the high priest would enter the holy place on the day of atonement, the high priest then would offer on behalf of the sins, because of the sins of the people, offer to God a lamb. And he'd offer that lamb by, by slaughtering that lamb before the Lord. And Sonia, when he finished slaughtering the lamb, he would say, it is finished. And those who were there understood the sacrificial system to know that our sins have been covered. But in that context of the Old Testament, it was only a temporary measure. You know why? You won't believe this, but the people kept sinning again. You know anybody like that? So they'd have to go the next day and the next year and offer sacrifice. But then Jesus Christ comes, the, the spotless lamb of God. And now he declares it is finished. It is final. It is complete, meaning no one has to add anything to what I'm doing. I'm covering it all because I love you. I want you to hear him say it is finished. No more reason to sacrifice. No more reason to, to, to think that you can have to measure up. Because the truth is, if we compare our sinfulness to the good deeds that we've done, we might be found lacking. I thank God that we don't have to compare it to the good things we've done. We can compare it to the great things that Christ has done. And we can say that, you know what? Because of Christ, we are forgiven, and I'm forgiven completely. Oh, I'm the only one in here that, no, I, I know my history. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the only one in here. Some of you got skeletons in your closet and you brought some of them to church with you. So, uh, hear Christ. He says, it's finished. It's, it's complete. It's permanently paid for. That no matter what the enemy tries to tell you, that Christ in his expression of love for all humanity, gave his life up on the cross. And in giving his life, he gives us a declaration and demonstration of what endurance looks like. 
and he gives us something to hold on to because he then proclaims from the cross, just so you won't forget it, so you understand what's happening and what he is doing. He says, I've completed it. What you couldn't do, I've done for you. What you were unable to do, I took care of it for you. That there's nothing needed to add to it. It's like a good meal. When somebody knows how to cook, uh, they don't need you to add anything to it. It, 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 it doesn't require any additional seasoning. It, it's already done. Some of you right now are getting hungry. I shouldn't have used that reference. But here's Christ, and he's saying, I've completed the task. I've completed the mission. I've done what I was sent to do. So now the Hebrew writer in Hebrews, the ninth chapter, the 12th and 26th verse, declared he, Jesus, did not enter by means of blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most high place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. 26th verse, but now he has appeared once for all at the end of the age to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Somebody say amen. amen. God has done a marvelous work through Christ Jesus by providing a way for us once and for all to be cleansed from our unrighteousness, to be forgiven of all our sins, and to be in the family of God. <laughs> you know, when I, um, when I was a young preacher, uh, Younger preacher. <laughs> Greg, it was my second sermon. I was invited by the state convention to uh, render a sermon from, from this particular passage. I, I was supposed to preach from this particular passage. Well, I probably shouldn't say preach. I mean, practice. I was supposed to practice to preach. Uh, from this passage. And you should have told me. I, I, I was ready. I, I mean, I studied we, for weeks for this moment. Great. I, I was ready for this moment. I, I was so ready uh, that I got all my family and friends to be there with me because I was going to preach. It is finished. And I got up on the stage. I got to the pulpit and I was ready. Uh, I said, I said uh, it is finished. And I, I kept going. I got excited. I said, I'm talking about it. It is finished. I, it it is finished. I, I'm talking about, I got stuck on repeat. It, it is finished. It, 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 yeah, yeah, it is finished. Got off the stage uh, when I got through saying it about a hundred times. Uh, preacher uh, grabbed me to the side and said, uh, but you never said what it is. I want to make sure, I, I think I studied a little bit longer now. I want to I make sure you understand what it is. Today, I, I, think, I think I understand a little better. Um, I, I even wrote it down to make sure you got it. Um, that it is the will of the Father fulfilled by the Son to complete the sacrificial work necessary to save believing sinners from the penalty, punishment, enslavement, of etern and the eternal effects of sin. It is God's will through Jesus Christ that we be saved. That's what it is. Christ himself declared that he came to seek the lost. And that's what he's done here on the cross, declaring that it is finished. Because without this work, we wouldn't have entry into the family of God. But yet Jesus came to seek us. And now you see him on the cross 
giving his life as a sacrifice for you and for me. And, and look at it. Look at it. It's such a great sacrifice, Alan, that, that he doesn't require you to do anything but believe. It's such a good sacrifice. You know, you know some people, when they, they do something for you, um, they, they expect you to, to bring something. You know, you, know it, 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 you, you may not invite me to your house no more. But, um, but, but really, man, people invite you over to the house, and then when you make it your way there, uh, they say, oh, can you bring? Can you add to this? Uh, but the reality is, look at Christ, that, that he, is, he is so complete as a Savior. Our sinless, spotless Savior completed the work himself because he knew that we couldn't do it. He, he finished the work. And the effects of this finality is far-reaching across the chasm of time because uh, right here in the text, this, this language that is used here, when he says it is finished, is really in the, 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 the present perfect tense. And when you, when you look at it in a perfect tense, it means then that it's a past action that has continuing effect. Uh, let, me, let me try this again. Uh, it means then that when he said it is finished, that means he reached back to the past, your, the first sin, your, your sin. And he says, I'm a sacrifice for that sin. But hold on, I'm not just a sacrifice for that sin. I'm the sacrifice for the sins you have in the present tense. Hold on, but it, I said it's complete. So it's not just the past, not just the present. He said the stuff you haven't done yet that you don't know you're going to do. He said it is finished for that too. Jesus paid it all. He, Jesus finished fulfilling all the scripture canceling the sin of debt in your life. He finished defeating the power of Satan and demons over your life. He finished making a way for personal access of God with your life. He finished making you a part of the family of God so you could have eternal life. He finished bringing about the power of the Holy Spirit so he could be over your life. And he finished demonstrating that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That when you trust in him, you can believe that everything is cleansed and God has forgiven you. John 17, in Christ's prayer as he's praying, he said, I, I glorify you on earth. He's talking to his father, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. He didn't just start. He didn't just come. But he came to be crucified. He came to endure the cross so that you and I wouldn't have to. You know, because truly without him, we would not see Jesus. Without him, we would not be in the family of God. I, 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 listen, I have three boys. I have three boys, um, and, and they, they're, they're all boys. Well, they were. They're young men now, but when they were boys, they were all boys. You know what I mean? There was no, there was no question about it. They were all boys. Uh, they, they did things in the backyard, climbed trees and, and, and played with snakes and, and um, country boys. They, 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 they did it. They did it that way. They jumped off of things that they shouldn't have been on in the first place. They, they, they are all boy. But, but I also have this girl. And she's my favorite daughter. And she was all tomboy. So whatever they did, she did. Sometimes she did better than them. But every now and then... Every now and then she had a pastime. 
she had a pastime where, where she would like to make pies. Uh, every now and then she, she'd like to make pies. And uh, uh, no, this is not the kind of pie that you do in the kitchen. No, it didn't, it didn't involve pies in the oven. No, no, no. Uh, her pies were made outside. <laughs> Only two ingredients necessary for her pies. Uh, her pies just needed a little water and a little dirt. And it became mud. And she was, she was perfecting the art of creating these mud pies. She even had one of her brothers crazy enough to taste one of them. If you're listening right now, you know I'm talking about you. Uh, 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 to taste one of the pies, but then, but then let me tell you what happened now, because she, she's all in, because she, she's uh, such a tomboy that you could tell what she was doing, because by the time she got through making her pies, the pies were all over her. I remember it like it was yesterday, because she came, you know, when, when your kids say, Daddy, you never forget that, right? Uh, so, so she came, and she's coming, she's screaming, uh, Daddy, 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 because she got some mud in her eyes. She was coming to me, I, I looked at the door, I saw her coming, uh, her whole complexion was different. I said, oh, that's a job for mama. And check it out. When mama saw her, Kim, mom said, oh, you ain't going to my house with all that. No, no, you're not coming to my house. Mom grabbed the water hose. Started washing her off so she could make it in the house. Oh, you think I'm still talking about the country? No, I'm talking about you and me. You see, we were so muddy, so gritty by sin that we just couldn't come in the house of God. We couldn't be a part of the family of God. So Jesus said, no, you can't come in like that, but let me wash you with my blood that you might be cleansed and you're cleansed forever. He says, it is finished. It's done. You don't have to do anything to, to earn it. You just have to receive it. The finished gift is the basis for salvation. Hebrew writer said, uh, Hebrew 10, 10 through 11, and by the will, by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Somebody say once and for all. Check out the text. It says, and every priest standing daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, which can never take away sin. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. He, I, I love this text because at the right hand of the Father, Paul says, he's making intercession for you and for me because he already knows you're going to mess up. Some of you are going to mess up in the parking lot. Some of you are going to mess up before you leave the sanctuary. Some of you are messing up right now because you're falling asleep. I mean, you, you, you're going to mess up. But he took care of that too. Why would he do that? Why, why would he, he, he remedy the, the chasm between us and God when we ourselves were offensive to him? Why would he, he suffer an unjust suffering for you and for me? He answered it. He said, because I love you. Greater love had no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friend. He says, he does it because he loves us. And when he says, it is finished, it's a word for you and I, for us to remember, no matter what Satan tries to tell you about your past or even about your present, you could turn to Satan and say, you know what? But Jesus paid for that too. He took care of all of it. Oh, See? Because God knows that all of us have some things we got to go through. You know, the truth is, all of us have a cross to bear. 
Okay, you don't believe me. Christ said, if anyone come after him, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. But a cross is not built for comfort. So that means then that, I, I, that sometimes I'm going to struggle. That sometimes I'm going to have to be in warfare. That sometimes when, when the enemy is going to come and try to tell me opposite of what my faith says, but I have to be so sure in what Christ has done and the work of Christ in my life that no matter what the enemy tries to put in front of me, I can look at it. I can say, yeah, you're right. I did do that. But let me show you what Jesus did. And so, so Christ declares from the cross. This needed more than just an explanation. It needed an experience. He experienced it on our behalf. So now when he gives you guidance to carry your own cross, you're getting it from an expert at carrying crosses. When, when, you, when you're looking and, and you're trying to endure, look to the Savior who shows us how to finish well. Ah, you, it's not how you start it's how you finish. And some of us have been shackled to our history so long that we feel like our history uh, disqualifies us from being used by God. Let me tell you by personal example, God can use whomever he wants to use. You just have to have your yes on the altar. God, God's not looking for perfect. He's looking for willing. And when you are willing, the Spirit of God will come inside of you and God will use you. God will blow your mind about what he can do through you. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching in this place. God, God will show you some stuff that you realize, you look back and say, I didn't even know I could do that. He said, no, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. But great is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God says, I got it. I did it. I, I, I'm empowering you. And he can do it through you. He says, it is finished. So when you start to see your, your finish line, when you strive to do what Christ has told you to do, some of you right now, you, God is calling you to be a part of ministry, and you've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Well, well today I want to encourage you to take that step and do what God is telling you to do. Jesus modeled it because he finished his mission. He did it all. He didn't, he didn't shrug from his duties. No, he, he fulfilled what the, what the Father had commanded of him, and he went all the way. Now, we should go all the way for him. That means we need to serve even though, when serving is hard. That means you need to love even though people get on your last Christian nerve. <laughs> we must now model what our Messiah has shown us from the cross. Because Jesus both declares and demonstrates how we are to endure. And we have to endure to the finish. The old saying that said, the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but to he that endures till the end. Corinthian writer said, it is required of us that we be found faithful. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God's ability to use you. Because God can and he will use you when you say yes. When you see the cross, I want to remind you of Hebrews 10.23, where he says, Let us hold fast the conviction of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. You're going to see that depiction. This coming Sunday, 
when many of our members have um, practiced and, and looked, prayed over and looked forward to this theatrical production. Listen, I, I love movies, but I so love a theatrical production. And we're going to be putting on a theatrical production called Journey to the Cross. That's why I'm down in this. this, this look here. All right. All right, all right. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to show you here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be putting on a theatrical production where we're showing the life of Jesus as he entered Jerusalem all the way to the cross and to the resurrection. It's a great time to invite your friends. It's a great time to invite your family. Get your tickets now because space will be limited. So make sure you get it, bless somebody with the ticket, and come see the theatrical performance. I want you to see all of it. I want you to see it from the beginning to the end. And I know some of you, some of you, you may have not seen it. If you haven't seen it, raise your hands. If you haven't seen it, raise your hands. Raise your hands. If you haven't seen it, okay, so that means all of you uh, should get a ticket on today. Um, but, but here, check it out, uh, because I know since you haven't seen it, when you come, uh, there might be some points during the theatrical performance that you... Um, you're not familiar with, so you don't know when the end is going to be. So let me tell you what's going to happen. So you know when the end is going to be. All the actors are going to come on stage. And in one moment, they're going to take a bow. I'm still in the text. Because the text says, he said, it is finished. And it showed, him, showed them that he is so much God that they can't take his life, that he laid his own life down. He took a bow. And he told them, I did what I came to do, and now there's nothing else that's left to be done. Jesus said, it is complete, it is finished, and now Satan can't do nothing in your life because whom the Son has set free. Let me say it one more time. Whom the Son has set free. I'm going to say it one more time. Whom the Son has set free is free in. Has he set anybody free in this place? Do you know the blessing of God in this place? Have you felt the love of God in this place? Have you found his forgiveness for your life? Because then he says, let the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If God's done something for you, you ought to say so. And you know what? You, when somebody see you and they try to figure out what's wrong and what you're doing, you just tell them, oh no, he took care of it all. It is already finished. And that can be a part of your testimony too. That can be a part of your testimony. That you accept the finished work of Christ. Because when you accept him, when you say yes to the lordship of Christ, he transforms your life. Then, that means then the brokenness, he can repair that. The loneliness, he'll be your company keeper. When you feel like no one sees you, He'll remind you that I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. That when you say yes to a Lord who loved you enough to die for you, he will remove the guilt and the stain of sin from your life. And here Satan is trying to convince you that you've done too much in your life for Christ to save your life. Huh. But there's no one too far away that Christ cannot reach. In fact, in old church, we say, we say it this way, Jesus paid it all. <laughs> all to him I owe. Sin had left its crimson stain, but when he got a hold of me, he washed me whiter than snow. It don't matter what your history is. When you have his history in your life, then your life will be lived eternally with the Father. Because you will be a child of God.
In a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand. And I'm going to give an invitation. And some of you right now, you know that this invitation is for you. And we want to celebrate what God is doing in your life. Some of us right now, we know that we need to take God seriously. We know right now that we need to accept the love of God. That we, we knew about it, but we haven't truly accepted it for our lives. Today is your Sunday to say yes to that. So I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. And then I want you to stand all over this building. And as the Spirit leads you, you come forth. Would you bow your heads all over the place? For Father, you know where we are. God, you, you, you've ordained our steps to, to come into this sacred space for this very moment in time for us to be able to, to look at you and learn of your love, the love of Jesus Christ and the work of Christ for our salvation, that, that he, he truly paid it all. And when we come to him, we don't have to be guilty anymore. We don't have to carry the burden of sin anymore. Whatever was done to us, we have the ability to forgive because Christ forgives us and fills us with his spirit. God, give that to your people. Let somebody here know that you still love them, that you haven't left them, that you want them in your body. You want them as a part of your church. Dear God, let them give their lives to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now stand all over the building. And if that invitation for you, why don't you begin to leave from where you are, come down these aisles. We want to celebrate what God is doing in your life. That is the invitation. Your invitation is to come. Come on, come on, come on. Don't let anything stop you. You come from wherever you are. You leave, you leave from your seats and you come down the aisle saying yes to Jesus Christ. It's been too long that you've been away from him. You never really truly said yes to him. Well, right now, we invite you to say yes. And when you say yes in your heart, we invite you to come because we want to celebrate that. Second invitation is if you are a believer, but you have not participated in believer's baptism. Well, we want to schedule a time for you to celebrate your confession of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you believe in his death, burial, and his resurrection. And thirdly, if you're in need of a church home, and you want to know more about Champion Forest Baptist Church, then we want to fill you in on all and answer the questions that you may have. So we invite you to come. And then those of us who are in need of prayer, because there are so many things that we're, we're carrying and we're going through. Our prayer partners are standing here. They want to pray with you that you not leave here the same way you came. Come on, encourage them as they come. Encourage them as they come. So right now as we sing, I invite you to come. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus in person on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.